there, and welcome to another Brussels to Beijing policy podcast, where we examine how changes in regulation and rules affect commodity markets across Europe and Asia. I'm Sebastian Lewis, Platt's head of contact for Greater China, coming to you from a slightly foggy Shanghai today. And down the line from our Singapore office, I'm joined by Oceana Joe, senior writer on our energy news team. Hi, O.C. Hello, Seb. Hello, everyone. Good to have you on the line. Thanks for joining us. So, Oceana, the annual meeting of the National People's Congress of the world's second largest economy has just finished, and this is important because it's at this session, this meeting every year, that the Chinese Premier, which is Li Keqiang, presents the government plans for the coming year, which are closely watched by analysts who cover China for clues as to the government's priorities for this year. So, looking through it, what do we learn? Well, there are lower targets for GDP and energy consumption per unit GDP, which you'd expect the economy is slowing and rebalancing. And we also had a continuation of themes we saw last year, including further reduction in steel and coal capacity, a focus on further SOE reform, especially in the oil and gas sectors, and deleveraging across the industrial sector. But I thought one of the most interesting bits for me was the really big focus on environmental protection this year. I mean, every year the government talks about the environment, but this year there was a big section under the title of "We will make our skies blue again" and some really very specific details and proposals on cleaning up the environment and cutting coal consumption. So one of the biggies for me was the section environmental protection, which I think is important. Every year the government talks about this, but this year there were some really detailed proposals on cutting coal consumption, improving the environment, under the title of "We will make our skies blue again." Oceana, what do you think this, the, the impact this is going to be this year on coal demand? Actually,、uh, we don't expect a big reduction in coal consumption or big incremental in. Gas demand is because burning coal is still much cheaper than gas, and China has massive coal reserves and production. Why gas、uh, production has been grow quite low in last two years, and need to import. Meanwhile, the gas pricing machinism makes the gas price is more expensive. Than coal. This is actually one of the big issues, isn't it, Oceana? Yeah, it、It's、is. The pricing of this, you know, the, the current mechanism where the government actually controls or sets the price of gas at the city gate means it's just more expensive than coal, and it's inevitable that people prefer the the cheaper fuel, especially when the externalities of the environment aren't priced in. So people will burn more cheap coal. Rather than the high-priced gas. That said, do you think? I mean, you've said you don't think overall we expect to see a big reduction. Do you think in the kind of more polluted areas of northern China, the Beijing, Tianjin, Hebei region, do you think we might see a bit of a difference there? That will be a different story. It's because、uh, it's near the capital city Beijing, and also the haze there is very serious every winter. So the government will try all the best to replace the coal heating. With the gas ones, but on the other hand, do you think the problem is gas might be an issue for the whole of the country? So if we might see some improvement in the Beijing Tianjin Hebei area, but we're not expecting to see a huge increase in gas over the whole of the country. Do you think potentially renewables might be the solution? We've seen a lot of investment in renewables, especially in the western provinces, over the last few years. We've also seen problems with the curtailment rates rising. These, you know, the amount of capacity that's not used or not collected to the grid. What do you think about renewables, Oceana? Do you think that could be part of the solution? That could be a solution, but it will not be solution in the short term, because、uh, how to make the renewable works still a big problem, such as how to stock the wind power, how to sell to the、uh, electricity grid is also unsolved. But 
the uh, most practical renewable might be actually the household solar power panels on the residency roofs. We can see lot of lots of that in the eastern, uh, southern, and also the western of China, very smart and efficient. And it is true, and I think for you know, many years China has encouraged use of not only solar panels for generating electricity, but also solar systems for, for heating water. It's something that's very popular in China. So if it's not going to be the supply side, do you think it might be the demand side where we might see a change? The government says it wants to take all higher emission vehicles off the road, and work faster to take old cars off the road or old vehicles off the road, but also wants to encourage use of clean energy cars. Do you think we could see Chinese government policy really making a really big push this year in new energy and clean vehicles that could kind of displace oil? This is, is interesting, and we can do a small case study first. Uh, as the capital city Beijing actually plan to replace all the taxi uh, from oil fuel cars, uh, because the capital city Beijing actually uh, planned to replace all the taxi from oil burned cars to uh, electricity cars by September this year. And the government will finance all the replacements if success. I am sure the other cities will copy this model as well, but there's still a lot of problems cannot be solved in a short term, such as the electricity cars can only run 100 kilometers before we charge. And the charge time is long. Why a Beijing taxi normally runs uh, nearly 24 hours per day with two to three shifts. So do you think the drivers willing to take a rest for recharge? Let's see in September whether it works. So it's not about renewables. Do you think it actually could just be on the on the demand side, Oceana? The government said it's working to you know, eliminate or get rid of high emission vehicles and work fast to take old vehicles off the road and replace those with not only clean energy cars, but also, of course, promote the use of cleaner fuels that meet national six standards. I mean, if we did that and the government does really push that, what effect do you think that will have on the refining sector? Uh, actually, it's more easy for the sector to adopt uh, higher quality fuels because uh, the refining margin is quite good uh, in last year. So they still have lots of uh, money to invest in the upgrading their facilities to produce, to produce a national six motor fuels. So it's more adaptable than electricity cars. But I still wonder if that's really going to make that much difference where we still have a lot of coal I think at a local level on the side of the roads, of course, improving the quality of fuel does make a big difference. But I still think ultimately it's all about reducing coal and really moving towards a, towards a cleaner source of fuel, whether that be gas or renewables. Mm. Still, we can but hope we have blue skies every day in 2017. And sadly, that's all we have time for this month. But thank you, Oceana, for joining us. Thank you. And thank you very much for listening to us from here in Asia. We look forward to seeing you next time on Brussels to Beijing.